Safer Chemicals Podcast. Sound science on harmful chemicals. Brought to you by the European Chemicals Agency. Welcome to the Safer Chemicals Podcast. Lead has been used in ammunition for hunting and sports shooting, as well as in fishing tackle, for centuries. It is estimated that each year around 100,000 tons of lead is dispersed into the EU environment from these uses. The European Chemicals Agency has looked into the possible risks to wildlife, livestock, the environment, and our health. It concluded that there are risks that are not adequately controlled and need to be addressed at EU level. We met with Nina Mikander from the UN Environment Programme's Iowa Secretariat during an event organized by ECHA where stakeholders were invited to share their views on the restriction of lead ammunition in hunting and sports shooting. Iowa is an intergovernmental treaty dedicated to the conservation of migratory waterbirds and their habitats. My name is Nina, um, and I work at the AWA Secretariat, so that's the Secretariat for the African-Eurasian Migratory Waterbird Agreement. Um, so it's an international legally binding treaty uh, for the conservation and sustainable use of migratory waterbirds. Um, and we are, so we're basically, we're facilitated by the United Nations Environment Program. Uh, they support our Secretariat, so we're part of uh, the UN. Thank you. And, and what exactly is the reason for your visit to Helsinki? Why are you involved in this topic? We are basically uh, responsible for looking how uh, contracting parties to the agreement are implementing provisions under our treaty. So um, one of the main uh, legally binding provisions of AWA uh, is uh, for countries that have joined the agreement to phase out the use of lead shot in wetlands over time. Um, so that's really one of the key obligations for countries that have become members. And can you explain a bit, you say countries that have become members, are they, are all the EU countries members? No, not all EU member states have become contracting parties to the agreement. I think we're missing four out of all. So, um, so most of the uh, EU member states are also contracting parties to AWA, um, as well as the EU as a whole, and they're represented by the Commission in, uh, in AWA. So we have most of the member states and the EU as a whole. What, what are the provisions and how, how do they kind of relate to the EU's possible restriction? I mean, there's long found science uh, showing that uh, lead shot, I mean, lead is poisonous. Um, and that's why it's being phased out, you know, in lead paint and, uh, and it elsewhere in, um, in, in all kinds of uses, but it's still used in, in shooting in lead shot. Already when AWA was founded, so um, it was 1995 when the uh, agreement negotiations took place and the treaty had entered into force in 1999. It was mainly driven, the development already by, by many of the EU member states um, pushing for this um, because obviously we protect migratory waterbirds, so they travel from Europe down to Africa and back and beyond into the Arctic. So uh, EU countries were realizing, okay, we can't manage the conservation and sustainable use of these birds on our own. So uh, we need to develop this treaty. And the lead shot provision was one of the one of the uh, one of the key things that concrete things that was already included from the beginning in the legal text, because this was one of the problems that was supposed to be tackled under AWA. And okay, so that was 1999. We still have one million, an estimated one million water birds dying each year in the EU, even though most of the EU member states are 
uh, contracting parties to the agreement, we haven't really reached our goal of uh, phasing out lead shot in wetlands. Um, it is the case that many, many EU member states have some sort of provisions in place. Um, so, you know, they have done something. But uh, we know that there are a lot of issues with compliance and uh, the, the sort of legislation in the various member states varies a lot. So we don't have the kind of coverage that's actually providing the, the sort of conservation effect to the water birds. And that's why we think uh, the process under, under ECHA and the, under the REACH restriction is so valuable because um, this would really ensure that we would get an EU-wide cons consistent approach across all member states, and that's really the key thing. Um, and we also have some contracting parties to AWA, um, which haven't done anything yet. So they're currently in non-compliance of the agreement. So if there was an EU-wide restriction, this would really solve a lot of problems and also help all of these contracting parties, plus the EU as a whole, um, make good on their, uh, on their legal obligations, on their international legal obligations under the agreement. This is maybe more for my personal interest, but how are we doing when compared with the other, um, with the rest of the world? Lead shot and sort of hunting with lead shot, I mean, it's, it's mainly an issue. I mean, of, of course, lead poisoning is an issue everywhere, but I mean, the, the sort of amounts and, and sort of quantities that are put out there by, by shooters, obviously, it's sort of in North America and in Europe, that's where you have the heaviest use. Um, also in a very sort of restricted geographic scope. But I'm, I'm not the expert to talk on this, but that's... So we do have a lot of examples from uh, North America where they have been very progressive, uh, particularly like in some of the... Like in California, you know, they're going towards a full ban, which is what we're discussing here today, also in terrestrial environments. So this is not new thinking. Uh, it's, it's recognized also in, in North America, so Canada and the U.S., that phasing out lead shot is uh, the way to go. You mentioned phasing out, so what kind of alternatives are there? I mean, complete ban, for example, does it imply that something else has to take its place? What, what, what experience do you have of countries replacing it and with what, and are they actually better or worse than lead? We are for conservation and sustainable use. So one of the one of the purposes under AWA is also to ensure that you know the hunting community has hunting opportunities in future. So a full ban is not a full ban on hunting, definitely not. So this is um, this is just a discussion about the use of lead in shot, um, and there are, are alternatives uh, available. Uh, we do know that, and we have a great example. Um, so in the EU, Denmark and the Netherlands have uh, already transitioned to uh, using completely non-lead shot, so both in wetlands and terrestrial habitats. So we have quite a lot of information from those two countries. Like in Denmark, they have a very active hunting community um, and an organization, and they, you know, they've been sort of instrumental also in producing information for other hunters on their experiences. Um, so there are alternatives out there. And I think the current estimate is that within the EU, uh, some of these alternatives might still be um, a bit more uh, a bit higher in price, but obviously currently there's also no market for them. As was the case in, in the North America when the when the transition uh, came to uh, at least banning lead shot in wetlands, you also saw an adjustment in the market price. So uh, hopefully that would also happen here. Um, you mentioned previously that obviously lead is poisonous. Some people have said that it affects the IQ and, and things like that. So what, what other examples? Can you talk a little bit about those? We're not focusing on human health. We're focusing on the um, on the natural environment and the effects there. So we really do know that it has uh, has multiple effects uh, on um, on on birds 
and uh, that's where there have actually been most studies uh, so far to date on migratory waterbirds, for example. So I already mentioned the estimated one million waterbirds dying in the EU per year, and um, we also know that there is secondary poisoning. So for example, you have a lot of birds of prey um, which scavenge on carcasses that have been shot by hunters with, uh, with, uh, with lead shot and then they eat the contaminated meat and then also get lead poisoning. Most of these birds, they don't necessarily die immediately from the poisoning. It's sort of uh, a long-term effect which weakens their um, ability to survive. Um, they have, and when they do eventually die, it's sort of a long, painful death. Uh, so it's, it's, it's not, a, not a nice story. And of course, um, these birds that are, uh, are contaminated and have poisoning, they're also more susceptible to becoming prey themselves, again, leading that lead to be sort of come back into the chain, both by hunters, as you know, people, as well as, uh, as, uh, as hunters sort of in the animal world. So. What, what is your, how are you contributing to this process? I mean, you mentioned the echo process before, and it's all about being, you know, scientifically sound evidence collected from all kinds of sources. So from the UN side, can you elaborate a little bit on what you're bringing, bringing let's say, to the table, figuratively speaking. So obviously, as a UN organization, or a, we're not producing any uh, scientific evidence ourselves directly, um, but we have been um, sort of facilitating, you know, bringing together scientists, bringing together researchers, uh, also facilitating the provision of uh, of information to, um, you know, to the ECO Secretariat. So within these calls for uh, calls for evidence, trying to trying to make sure that uh, that all the available evidence out there is fed into the process. It's fantastic that this is such an evidence-based, you know, scientific process and we really want to support that to make sure that they have all the information they need when they are making the assessments, you know, for the for the uh, restriction proposal. Thank you very much. Um, is there anything before we end that you'd like to highlight? It's really important that as many organizations as possible from the different sides, uh, you know, from the different stakeholder groups, um, do contribute like scientific evidence, um, you know, because uh, there's, you know, this is sort of like, like going to vote. So, you know, either you go and vote or, you know, you don't have a, or you don't really have a right to question the, the outcome. So it's, uh, it's really important for everybody to contribute. You know, we've been talking about phasing out lead shot for a long time. And the evidence has also been there for a long time that uh, that lead is bad for the environment, and uh, there are alternatives out there. And um, you know, we'd really like to see this process go forward. <laughs> and um, you know, so it would be great. Uh, actually, it would be really great uh, for the EU as a whole, and of course, our, our contracting parties that are EU members, if they could sort of continue to lead the way and work as role models in this. Uh, going forward because um, it's very difficult to demand restrictions in other parts of our uh, flyway uh, in other countries outside of the EU if the countries that actually have the means to enforce something like this uh, and also to you know change legislation and implement it um, don't lead the way. Thank you for tuning in. You can find more episodes at eka.europa.eu forward slash podcasts.